I told you a little bit ago, we were working on a project, me and my buddy Billy, uh, Kelton Brady. We finally got it ready to go. You might have saw the television show last week. We had uh, Aaron McMullen and Crystal Quaid on. Now we are joined by one of the biggest power brokers in Missouri politics, Susan Klein with Missouri Right to Life. Thank you so much for making the time to join us. Thank you, Scott. I'm glad to be here with you. We've tried to work this out several times, and I'm glad it happened today. I know. I know. We I get to see you setting up in the Senate is normally what I get to run into you. Right. So getting seen in the summertime is kind of nice. Right. We have a lot of good discussions up there in the Senate. But we have plenty of time. And we <laughs> usually, I reckon, have the most interesting discussions of anybody having discussions when we're sitting up there. Because we do get to hear a lot of very boring discussions. Uh, well, you know, the Senate debates. They should just uh, hand us a microphone and we could do an hour and that'd probably be the best hour. We can decide real quick, you know, what, what we would like for them to do. Yeah, we, we, could, <laughs> we have it all figured out up there in the gallery. But there's big news today. Uh, I have, when people ask me this question, it is funny because you have some Republicans that get pissy about it. You have some Democrats certainly do. I think the biggest endorsement in this state is the Missouri right to life endorsement. And you made an endorsement in the governor's race. Uh, I think you have the paper right there. I, we did. Uh, Missouri right to life PAC, uh, is, you know, it's, an, it, it, it's a group of people who are made up of people from across the state. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, it is important that they sit down, they talk. Obviously, we follow. Well, well don't bury the headline. Tell folks who you endorsed. Uh, Missouri Right to Life PAC did a single endorsement of Jay Ashcroft for governor uh, for the August primary, uh, August 6, 2024. So, can I have the releaser? You can. I've seen this. You I think have. we're publishing an op-ed from Jay today about something else. Um, so, obviously... You have three folks that I think your average Missouri would consider to be pro-life. You have Lieutenant Governor Kehoe, you have Senator Bill Igle, and you have Secretary of State Ashcroft. My gut tells me this was a, a tough decision to make. Not that it was tough to say Jay Ashcroft's pro-life would be a pro-life governor, but may have been a little tough because some of the old friendships. And, I mean, you've had so much success. I mean, there's no group. I mean, the trial attorneys have, have turned things around from a matter of being attacked every session to now just maybe nobody going after him, you've actually totally rewritten the law about abortion in this state. And now it's moved into the budgetary issues. It had to be kind of tough because a lot of the horses you've rode to get there are in this race. Well, it was a tough race in uh, several ways. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there are some good candidates in the race. We have some issues that we uh, will talk about. Uh, but, um, you know, as we look at uh, the announcement by the Democrats and that they're obviously going to build their platform mm -hmm. on uh, reproductive rights, which is, you know, abortion yeah. on demand at any stage of development without <coughs> any accountability. Um, you know, so when we look at that uh, and we know that uh, the 2024 elections, I know everybody always says these are the most important uh, elections of our lifetime. And I think we've ultimately come to that place again. Uh, the 2024 elections is huge in Missouri. Uh, obviously, you've got yes. from president, you've got statewide seats, you've got congressional seats, U.S. Senate seat, uh, House and Senate seats. And we just needed to, uh, you know, kind of coalesce from the very beginning of this cycle, uh, the pro-life people across the state of Missouri. Uh, we need to get behind one candidate. We need to fight against the Democrat uh, pro-abortion platform. And as we looked at our candidates, who would that be? And, and so it was it was a tough decision, but it was something that uh, that uh, we feel very strongly about. Uh, and we're going to maintain uh, this position through. Uh, and uh, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, Jay's positives uh, are that uh, he has been very vocal 
uh, in protecting mm -hmm. life. Uh, and uh, and is you kind of got a got a family tradition of that. He does, yeah. A great dad and a great name recognition. Mm -hmm. But Jay is his own person too. I mean, he's really worked uh, to uh, take uh, in 2019 whenever he dealt with the initiative petition uh, issue uh, and looking at the Constitution, what our Constitution would allow. He protected the unborn babies and the moms, uh, you know, as as a single person, you know, as a single uh, person in a statewide seat at that time. Now, um, you know, some of the issues at hand that our PAC looked at was the funding of Planned Parenthood. Are we still funding Planned Parenthood? And who's had the opportunity to have a say-so in that? And obviously that has been Senator Igel and uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Kehoe. Um, we know that they've been strong supporters of life, uh, but, we, but, but there are some issues uh, that come mm -hmm. with those two. Uh, one is that, you know, Senator Igel. Uh, has been a great spokesperson on the floor of the Senate. He has, uh, you know, uh, been with the conservative caucus. So that's been a good thing. Uh, but there's still some votes whenever we were talking about the uh, FRA. Uh, and is that if you to, feel is that- It's hard to call Bill Igel because I assume you, you and Bill Igel talk um, throughout session. I don't know how much after about, we'd call it back home hogs, dogs, and logs, but I guess that's a tough call to make it. I mean, you have to call and say, we're going to endorse somebody else for your race. It, it, is, it is tough, but once again, I believe that as we look at Missouri and moving forward and uh, the attacks that are gonna be coming our way uh, as, uh, you know, as we move into the 2024 election cycle, uh, I think that uh, you know, sometimes uh, we make the tough calls. And if we mm -hmm. can bring and pull our pro-life voters together, obviously we're gonna deal uh, with initiative petitions uh, pro-abortion initiative petitions as it works through the uh, lawsuit. Uh, we're going to be dealing with a presidential candidate. Uh, we need a governor that is going to go out and speak out uh, on all these tough issues. So uh, as we looked at uh, the candidates, um, there is one that we could not endorse uh, when we're looking at the uh, the top of the, you know, you know top of the statewides uh, in the state of Missouri. And, um, and, and the PAC, uh, could not endorse Kehoe uh, for this race uh, because of his uh, support of uh, funding for human cloning embryonic stem cell research and those battles in the past. Um, uh, on, uh, I'll give a specific date in uh, June 25th of 2021, when we were working on the FRA battle, we were trying to defund Planned Parenthood and put, um, you know, defund Planned Parenthood language in statute. Um, you know, the choice was made by a uh, lieutenant governor to call on a pro-abortion senator instead of a pro-life senator. So that was, uh, and we were in the gallery at that point. Uh, so, so that was one of the one of the considerations. But can you um, not, I mean, a senator is going to get, does it matter the order? It doesn't matter the order. It does matter if you uh, basically- Any senator can get called on, you can't move forward without unanimous consent, right? So yeah, Exactly. But if you're, if, if we're a pro-life state, uh, then, and we're wanting to, pro-life discussions out there rather than pro-abortion discussions on the Senate floor, uh, then you call on a pro-life senator who actually uh, was uh, asking to be recognized first. So, so that, was a, that was one of the conversations uh, in, in the past. the reasons why this state has, uh, I don't think has ever had a pro-choice majority, but you had certainly the leadership of the Democrat party had became pro-choice, but that respect of the Senate you you've had to, you've made a lot of of coverage in my professional career. I guess I'm getting old now, but 
I mean, it's it's radically reformed abortion policy in the state of Missouri, but you didn't have as far to go because that state Senate was a place that even the pro-life Republicans who may have been in the minority, you couldn't roll them. We've and protecting had, that's we, a good we've thing, had, right? Uh, protecting the integrity of the Senate is a good thing. Um, obviously, if you're talking about life issues, uh, there are times that we would love uh, to have the previous question called because really? baby babies are uh, at risk of being killed. I want to get into so, this, but I, I want to come. I want to come back to that previous question. Uh, if right now you have the law as you'd like it, right? We we have the trigger law in place, mm-hmm. and, and that is a good thing. Uh, obviously, uh, the attorney general has looked at um, people who are trying to uh, ship abortion drugs into the state of Missouri. Because you have this so, trigger law, landmark piece of legislation. Uh, you've, it's got to be, when you look back on your career, one of the, the biggest accomplishments you've had, right? So well, as, you, as you, if you, you, at some point, you'll leave this position, you're going to do other things in life, somebody else will have it, and you could sit back and realize whoever takes your position as the leading advocate for the pro-life cause in the state, um, you don't know what the future holds. There are some folks that can look at trends and say, well, you know what, maybe there won't be a pro-choice majority, but there will probably be a few more pro-choice members of the legislature. If there was support to, to even not overturn the legislation you wrote, but amend it, weaken it, I would think in this state that previous question would protect your law. It would protect us, but there are times that it actually would give us the ability to move forward. One of the things that was stripped off of, um, you know, the bill was uh, protection of a baby after the baby is born. Uh, This is a big issue, you know, whenever Virginia and New York and they all came out and said, now let's lay the baby on the side uh, on a Mm -hmm. table and then have a discussion on whether uh, the, uh, you know, the baby deserves care or not. So, uh, so I think, uh, you still have to look at what it is that we need to get. Yeah, the, the pro-life work is not done just because we have the trigger law. I mean, you, we're about to fight the biggest battle ever uh, as we look at what has happened in other states whenever they try to put abortion in uh, in the Constitution as a right without any uh, accountability or liability. I don't think it's done, but I mean, when you're in the position you're in, that previous question 20 years from now protects the position you've worked hard to maintain, right? It also allows us, should something happen with that trigger law, it allows us the ability to pull up and discuss and actually pass uh, a law that will save babies and protect women. So, uh, so the so the PQ. Do you think is, in this state you have a hard time passing pro-life laws? Because it sure don't seem like you have a hard time passing pro-life laws right now. Even and and with that's the that's like because you know Missouri Right to Life's makeup obviously is our pack. Our our, our three packs mm-hmm. are very important. Uh, yeah. In order for us to get legislators, I mean, this right here is a, if you're a state legislator, you're in the House. I've never met a person in the House that didn't want to be governor. At some point, they decide they might make a brief trip to the state Senate before they become governor. The best way to become governor is to have this endorsement. I mean, I think that's just a, a base fact. Well, I think it's important. Like I said, I think it's important to the entire state uh, for us to have somebody in that position who is going to run to the battle uh, and actually produce results. Uh, that uh, will give us the protections that we need. Uh, and and I, I'll just say across the across the board on every one of our conservative values that we have for Missouri Right to Life, that's pro-life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's important for us to get somebody who is going to run to the battle 
he's proven that uh, in, in, in stepping out in his fight against these initiatives back in 2019. Uh, he has stepped out uh, in his position on issues uh, and been very vocal mm -hmm. uh, in, in the general public. So I, I think coalescing, once again, just basically taking uh, the entire pro-life vote across the state and saying, hey, you know, this is going to be a tough battle. Uh, outside money is going to come in and, and, and try to take over our Constitution with these initiative petitions. Uh, and in so doing, they are going to be paying people, uh, you know, to collect signatures. They're going to be paying mm -hmm. people, uh, you know, to get people to go to the polls. Uh, when people It'll be are, a different battle, isn't it? It is a different battle. It is post-Roe. And it is more proactive. We have to be more proactive in our fight. To well, it's a little harder when you're playing defense, right? Well, we're, and that's I mean, our intention is not to have to play defense. You ain't had to play defense in the state in a long time. You've been on the uh, offense in my career. You know? And we want to stay there. We yeah. want to stay in a position that um, we're not defense we're on, uh, or we're not offense. We're, we're defending what we have. So and, let me break this down from a political standpoint. You've been involved in a lot of races. Obviously, J.S. crossed the front runner. I don't think there's any rational way to go around that a lot of it's name id a lot of it's in fact he's worked very hard and won a couple statewide races but you know doesn't probably hurt the last name ashcroft right in the quarter had to feel a little bit better i think he took a little time off fundraising he came back and he put together 171,000. um uh kehoe uh rang the bell with a, with a half a million dollar quarter uh cinder Eagle, uh put together a a pretty substantial quarter about a, he's got him sitting on a million dollars um from the from the race standpoint, I can understand it. Uh, there's always an interesting piece of, you know, Kehoe was incident leadership. And when you're in leadership, you have to make decisions that are tough. It is, I think you would say, I mean, to me, Bill Eigel was, I think, very loyal to Missouri Right to Life. And maybe he couldn't get everything he wanted to get done done. Nobody can. It's kind of not made that way. But he was. Secretary Ashcroft has had a little bit of a cheap ticket to the dance, right? When you're at the Kirkpatrick building, you're not in the heat of that fight. It's a little easier to, um, it's a little easier position, right? But he has come over to the legislature mm -hmm. and presented testimony uh, when a lot of uh, former uh, Secretary of States have not done that. Sure. You know, so he has stepped up to the plate in multiple ways no question. Uh, and, uh, and, is, and is looking to be a spokesperson and put into public policies, uh, you know, pro-life uh, and conservative values. And I think that's, that's extremely important. I don't think it is, um, you know, somebody who has been in the game for a long time uh, and, uh, and, and maybe doesn't have a, a, a shingle to hang their, you know, uh, their legislation, you know, there's no mm -hmm. legislation hanging on their shingle or whatever. Um, you know, that's, that's a little concerning. Um, so, you know, governor's race is an open race and everybody is coming to the plate, uh, you know, as equal people. And we had to look at, uh, the past history of all of them. Uh, tough calls are made by mm -hmm. leaders and, uh, you know, and we want to, we have been, and, and Missouri Right to Life's name is recognized, uh, as being a leader for pro-life work in the state mm -hmm. of Missouri. And, uh, you know, so that's, this is, this is a tough call. But uh, we you, actually can back up, uh, you know, money in, money in Missouri, obviously, uh, whenever you uh, early endorse, you're looking at uh, donors to basically come in and help uh, us to win the battle. Uh, so you're bringing right? yeah. in, yeah, you're, you're helping to bring in uh, help uh, with the donors, uh, bring in support for the candidate as we move forward. Mm -hmm. uh, and that way, instead of fighting amongst each other, 
as we go into a battle against the Democrats who are very pro-abortion and all this outside money coming I mean, in? There's not really a battle over the governor's office. I mean, really. I mean, it's not like whoever, whoever joined these three wins will most likely be governor. I'm not really battling Crystal Quaid necessarily. I mean, it's some, there's going to have to be a change in the state's trajectory significantly for her to win that race. Now, she could be competitive, but I mean, I think realistically... Uh, but it is, like I said, it's a, a little bit different. Pro-life voters are going to know who to vote for, right? They are. Uh, and we'll make sure Missouri Act to Life, you know, is going to uh, actually, you know, be the front lead in, in letting them know that. So let's say um, this race changes. Let's say, um, you know, it has been, um, oh, what's it? Uh, governor Donnelly down in Lebanon uh, was the last governor to come from the state Senate. It is a different move that Bill Igle is trying to make to go from the state Senate to the governor's office. If he were to take a more traditional route into a, a, a different statewide office. I would assume Bill Igg will be somebody you'd want to endorse. I, very seriously. I, I, I would like to keep that uh, conversation open with Senator Igel, um as he looks at, you know, uh, his future and what he's going to do in the state of Missouri. Uh, like I said, he's been a, he's been a fighter. Um, but uh, as I said, we also have to look at coalescing and getting our votes together mm -hmm. because we're not going to uh, underestimate the ability of the outside monies to come in and, and, do big influence on the voters of the state of Missouri uh, because of these initiative petitions. So it's a little bit different uh, election cycle. Uh, and obviously they're gonna try to take out our US Senate, uh, take away our, uh, one of our US Senate seats too. So there's gonna, there's, this is a different election cycle. If like I was I said, interviewing a different person, ones. I'd offer to make a bet on that, how that <laughs> race would turn out. Uh, let me, as we, as we look forward, though, I want to, first of all, thank our sponsors, United Fiber, some of the best folks you'll ever find up in St. Joseph, Maryville area. Uh, it's, it's interesting. They're actually running, you know, normally the city folks come out in the, the rural area to run fiber. This uh, United has had the co-op run such great fiber electric out there through Maryville and around St. Joseph. Now they're wanting them to come in town. And then the courtyard by Marriott. If you're going to come to Jeff City, come to the courtyard by Marriott. Don't make a mistake. Go to the top hotel. It's where you want to be. And I have to thank a guy named Chip. He sent me this. He sent me this one a long time ago. This is an Ashcroft for Congress. And when somebody runs for election and loses, I'm always like, hey, you know what? That's not the end of the world. There's a guy named Ashcroft that ran for Congress once, didn't work out so great. He did okay in public service. I think John Ashcroft made an all right name for himself. People don't even forget that he ran for Congress down there in Springfield back in the day. Uh, he sent me this a while back. Then he sent me this one, uh, Governor Dalton. He was a Boot Hill governor. He was, I think he was after Donnelly maybe. Uh, they had back-to-back -back governors, one from Kennett, one from Charleston, and Governor Hearn. So this goes back. Thank you, buddy. I sure appreciate this. This will go on our uh, our collection up there in the, in the uh, streaming studio as my son Gussie walks by and waves hi. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate these. We do. I do keep all these. If it takes me a while to get to, it's because we do once a week. Um, let's jump into this. Give me in the endorsement process. Give me you get somebody just got elected. They want to be a state. They want to be governor, but they think they'll run for state senate first. They've decided. What do they need to do to put them in their best position to when they run for the state Senate to, to pick up this endorsement? We try to meet with all the candidates uh, when they announce. We have a, we will either drive or they come into Jefferson City uh, to our state office and we have a sit down conversation. So I'm hearing you need um, to come to Jeff City to the office. And then have a conversation yep. with uh, the initial beginning uh, yep. of the introduction to the PAC. Uh, you'll probably interview with me uh, and then you'll be introduced to the PAC and then you'll be given a survey and we'll talk specifically about all the issues. Uh, and obviously now in a post-row world, those issues uh, are changing. 
sure. uh, but uh, but they're still very relevant uh, in our ability to protect babies and 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 protect women. You got to feel proud um, about the accomplishments you've had. I mean, no matter if, if you could be the most pro-choice person in the world, if you if you put that your views aside for a second and you just look at the legislative accomplishments, even the political accomplishments. But I mean, you know, you do that to have the legislative ones. You got to feel pride in what you've accomplished. I feel humble to be able yeah. to be part of the leadership of a group of great volunteers across the state. Our chapters and regions, um, you know, do a lot of education work to change hearts and minds uh, in the off-election cycle as well as the election cycle. Uh, but you know, it's 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 great to be a part of an organization that has really built fifty years worth of experience. Uh, and uh, reputation uh, on an organization that people can trust. Uh, and we take that trust very seriously. Uh, we go out into the communities across the state and we have discussions, we talk with them, uh, we talk with GOP leadership, we talk with you know, uh, the movers and shakers of the state of Missouri. And um, it's humble to be able to work together. Uh, and it, and it's, been, uh, it's been my honor to be able to do that. And, uh, and to be a part of this and, and to, to get and see Missouri uh, in you know, an overturning of Roe, which we never, none of us thought we'd ever see in our lifetime, uh, to be a part of it. Were you uh, surprised? But, and I, I want to get into the referendum here, uh, but with, with the case was before, the, there's been cases before the Supreme Court before that could have went down that road. Did you think that would actually be the result of this case in front of this court? Um, we had high hopes based on uh, the uh, makeup of the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, which, you know, Missouri Right to Life is involved in writing recommendations for judges and things, too. So we, we get involved in that part, too. And we were able to write some recommendations uh, on some of the judges that got appointed. Uh, so, um, so we had, you know, rumors obviously were it could overturn Roe. Uh, at best, it would give us, uh, you know, an opportunity to have, uh, you know, more say so mm -hmm. in, in pro-life laws. So um, we were prayerfully and hopefully um, uh, and, and then pleasantly surprised. Uh, I was at National Right to Life Convention. Although this, uh, where were down. you when this came down? Yeah, it was uh, all the pro-life groups from all across the state of Missouri were well, together. What, what town were you in? Where were you at when, when uh, you heard we this We were in um, Atlanta. Uh, Georgia in June on June 24th of 2022. You the hotel of the convention and yes, yeah, awesome. and it, and it came down while we were in a workshop all together in in an opening workshop. I guess day. I so, configured that would have been like game six for me. It game was six of the 2011 World Series where Freeze hit the triple the homer. Um, <laughs> I would think that the place erupts, right? Uh, they did. That's awesome. And, and you had you had a variety of ages, you know, from the young who had not been around when Roe was decided, and then those yeah. that were. I'll be uh, honest so with you, I never was... in my life conceptually thought that that would happen. Never really thought it wouldn't. I just really didn't think that was a real. I thought you'd have courts that would restrict things, or or I just I never really thought that would happen. Well, and abortion was never a constitutional right. Uh, it was sure. it was a decision that was made by you know a, a it panel created of some judges. law, right? Yeah. I mean, it well, was, no, it really just created a court ruling. Uh, but but and, then was you know law. Uh, well, no, it was a court ruling that that uh, overrule one uh, did not uh, present the truth uh, whenever they had the case. They manipulated the woman uh, that was uh, that was you know. My at, point in the was case. the the uh, the judges have the authority of law behind them. And they can, you know, enforce their orders. 
And we, and they, it, I've even found people that very much believe that you have a right to an abortion. That felt like the way that case was decided and handled was a poor way to do that, uh, just on, from a legal on, standpoint, on Roe versus Wade. They thought if you were going to make this ruling, that's you could get there. The way they got there was poorly done and, and set up pitfalls that really nobody thought would ever happen. But but let me move to this. Right now, you have you have races in this state. Where I'm from in the boot hill, solidly pro-life. If you're my mama, if you're not pro-life, she doesn't really want to hear the next thing. You may have some wonderful ideas that would revitalize Western Butler County. She doesn't really care if you're not pro-life. And that's probably a predominant sentiment around Southern Missouri, Central Missouri, Cali and Blues. You do have a, a, a demographic of voter that I think generally is pro-life but maybe not as pro-life as some of the current laws are. And I guess the question I would have is, you've got folks coming in, there's a bunch of different petitions out there. I think you could figure there's going to be a petition on the ballot that would go to weaken the law that, that is in place now. But I think these people who have put these, these initiatives together, uh, whether you're the ACLU and you mm -hmm. have somebody with a name that uh, that you put on them to move them forward, um, have gone too far. Uh, See, you are asking a savvy Democrat that sits in that chair will tell me, "Oh, I I respect the pro-life views of the state because I've always felt like it, I've seen polls. Right? Uh, you'll get a poll that comes from NARAL or somebody. will say 55 percent of people are pro-choice, and I'll see a poll from uh, Missouri Right to Life or an affiliate group that say. Oh, 55 percent of the people are pro-life, 60, you know, whatever it is. I've always kind of felt like on any given day, how you ask a question, you get a small majority of people to say they're pro-life or pro-choice. However, the intensity has always been 100 to 1 on the pro-life cause. Do, do you worry that the bill you passed? I mean, it's, it's, it's one of these things you get into where it's something moral and people truly have an honest belief that they're morally doing something right. It's hard to say, well, was this too far? But do you worry that maybe the law you passed was more aggressive than the average person of the state is comfortable with? No. And, and we have proof that it, that it wasn't. I mean, if you look at the other states that were dealing with uh, these abortion initiatives, pretty much like what we've got and what we're going to deal with here, um, and they lost uh, after Dobbs, but we went into an August primary in 2022 after the Dobbs decision, uh, knowing full well what our law was, uh, and and we uh, we took out uh, one of our state senators that we didn't necessarily agree with, um, and and told the truth in his district about what he stood for, and the people decided, um, and uh, and we also elected several conservative new senators. We didn't lose our supermajorities. We did not decrease our numbers in the Senate or the House. Uh, and if the people were unhappy with the law, you would have seen that. Uh, in November of 2022, we took that other statewide seat uh, with uh, Scott Fitzpatrick moving into the auditor seat uh, and then the governor appointing uh, Vivek. So, um, so the people of Missouri stood strong even after Dobbs when these do, other do states were like losing. that's a good litmus test? Uh, I do. Uh, because it really shows the truth about Missouri uh, pro-life people uh, that we're not going to be deceived. There's um, some state house districts that in the suburbs, the North Atlanta, Kansas City, uh, Western St. Louis County, where abortion used to be something everybody talked about a lot, that 
obviously this state's going to elect a pro-life governor and a, probably a pro-life slate of statewide candidates. Um, do you worry that there's some folks not as on board as, do, do you worry you're going to lose, I think you're going to lose the, if anybody cares who the state treasurer is, I think you're going to lose the seat, right? But do you worry you're going to lose some state rep seats? Do you worry that people don't talk about it as aggressively? Because, frankly, maybe the intensity when you win. Remember, uh, I, Matt Blunt's coming for his picture hanging Friday. Do you? I'm guessing this is, this is what old people say about stuff. So back when Matt was there, med mal was a big deal, medical malpractice laws. You couldn't shot a BB gun through the rotunda and not hit two white coats, right? They were just everywhere. Then they passed their law, and now you can't find a doctor to come up there half the time, right? The doctor of the day is now the doctor of the week or something. Do you worry that same intensity happens uh, here? I don't because I, one, I, I, yeah, I trust, I, I trust the people of Missouri. Um, uh, you know, we, that law that we have in place and the laws that we've had in place all these years uh, are working to protect uh, and women uh, from the deceptions of the abortion industry. We're giving them alternatives to abortion. Uh, we're giving them show me healthy babies. We're the most pro-life state in the United States. Uh, and we're taking a lead on this. I don't think we're going to lose seats. You get a Missouri right to life endorsement. I don't, you're going to, you're, we're going to fight uh, to make sure that you win. So uh, the truth, and, and let me say, these initiative petitions go too far from the perspective. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They say uh, you go too far. I wonder, no, they, can well, they fight the urge? Because, I mean, obviously, the more, um, the more moderate approach they take, the harder your job is to beat it, right? I mean, just from common sense. Are you counting on them to go too far and then you kind of exploit their overreach? I think we're going to, I know we're going to tell the truth about what their petitions do. Uh, and their petitions basically uh, take away uh, having a parental. But I mean, you're gonna, uh, no matter what they come up with, you don't want that to go down, right? They're, well, because we have good yeah. laws in place I mean, my and, point and is, they haven't hurt anybody in the process. You might not be the most unbiased arbiter of the pro, <laughs> of the pro choice initiative petition. No, but I, I know the truth about what, what is happening. And I know the people of Missouri. I mean, we have yeah. worked so hard over all these years. But the strategy is going to be whatever they come up with. It's probably going to be too extreme with the campaign slogan. And then the next piece of that's going to be if you the the further the facts are it's going to help obviously no matter what case you make and the more facts you have to back that up with the thought is they 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 think i mean they're very confident we I've, are too. i've interviewed them yeah. it's, a, it's a confident group of people and i i get the sense that confidence may uh that confidence may lead to some overreach it's kind of the if, if i'm them i i, I watch them and they've of course you mean you've been beating them annually on something for you know, a long time since I didn't have gray hair on my sideburns. Uh, I wonder if they if they can withstand feeling a little bit of gusto, and I and I get the sense that they probably can't, and they may go a little too far. Well, I, obviously they they've gone too far. They usually do. But, you but think whenever this you, have, where you have the average Missourian is on abortion right now, I think what we have in statute is where Missourians are right now, which is protection of the unborn the child. Primary voter or the average Missourian. The average primary voter as far as pro-life goes. But then yeah. I think you've got the average Missourian also that is going to look at whenever they want to uh, do abortions uh, and not have a license, when they want to uh, have no lawsuits uh, that can be filed against anybody who harms them during the process of abortion. When you look at the issues that they're talking about, 
um, you're you're talking about uh, you know, a, a step too far. Um, that 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 moderate middle people are not going to want unlicensed people doing abortions. They're not going to want uh, to take away the right of parental rights to have a, a voice in what happens to their child. Um, you're not going to have uh, you know people uh, talking about. Um, and I'll just I'll just bring it up. We're not going to we're not going to support rape and incest because. Uh, when you, when you, let me, let me talk. Uh, let, when you do rape and incest exception uh, in this kind of an initiative petition uh, situation, you allow uh, no accountability uh, for the rapist or the molester of that child. And uh, we're not going to go down that path. We are going to protect uh, the women who are in difficult situations. You've got the human trafficking issue that is coming, that is huge uh, all across our nation. A lot of that because of the immigration issue, but but you've got human trafficking going on. And what's the result of human trafficking? The result of human trafficking is either have an abortion or birth that baby and take that baby into a human trafficking situation. So uh, so these initiative petitions would do all of that. Uh, and so when you, talk, when you start talking about the truth of what these initiatives do, then those other Missourians who may not be, you know, 100% uh, pro-life, but they are not going to support the issues um, of, of what I just talked about. What views can you have and still be pro-life? I mean, I think most Missourians, I, I think most people I know can't really fathom an abortion. That's not something they could really get in their minds. It was never something they seriously considered. They were fortunate not to be in a spot to need to consider that or whatever you have. And, and, or, or, they, or they haven't been in that spot in so many decades in their life that it's hard to remember what frame of mind they would have been in. It's not something they, they, a lot of times people have an abortion, they don't talk about it. It's not, it's not dinner conversation for most people. So they may not know of anybody. It's, it was like when I grew up in the Buddha, I didn't know anybody was gay. And of course, I knew people that were gay, but nobody said they were gay, so I didn't know. And I think abortion could be, it, it's a highly personal thing. And um, the rape and incest part, if, the, if there was someone savvy enough to just put that on the ballot, that's a sticky thing to try to knock down. Isn't it? I mean, if, if somebody was savage, just do that and chip away as you've chipped away legislatively for years, uh, that'd be tough to win, wouldn't it? We're not going to support anything that would. Uh, I mean, that's open, a tough campaign. right? We're, we're not going to support anything that would open up um, uh, the um, the ability for anybody to abuse women. So, um, so that, I mean, from you know, perspective, in any of that's those, a but, tougher campaign to fight than one that gets into parental rights and things where I think, you know, I think you could almost tell folks an abortion story from either side and you'd have 20% of Missourians that would, could agree with you after they heard the extreme cases on both sides. But when you're, when you're passing a law that has no accountability or you're passing an initiative that would go into the Missouri constitution and there's no accountability and no liability, uh, to anyone who, uh, does abortion or anyone for any reason or, or through human trafficking, uh, there's no accountability. Uh, then, then I think that Missourians have a problem with that. When do you want this on the ballot? Ultimately, I guess the governor can do a few things to set August or November. Do you want this on in August? Well, we want the legislature to pass uh, IP reform. We want um, we want to either keep the 50.01 and add to uh, that. Oh, uh, kind of like our. I, you got I, the, I get my phone in here and check how much time I don't. Want, I, I promised you a certain amount of time. I don't want to go over uh, everything, but. We used to sit up there and talk, and you've got this, you come with this county thing, and I, I couldn't take my boots off, so I couldn't follow it closely enough with the Matthews doing. What would be wrong 
with just saying everyone in Southeast Missouri and North Missouri have to sign the petition and that'd be good. That would add a million dollars probably. Because I mean, look, our friends in Chesterfield and Lee Summit, they're, they drive these little small cars and they, they drink this weird syrups out of straws. They're just, they're tiny, petite kind of meat people. And they're real easy to lead around. You go to Southeast Missouri and you stand out in front of old Jim Hogg's is closed. You stand out in front of the cottage inn in Southeast Missouri and you have a paper from the government. Want my address? No way. Wouldn't it be much better as a first step? Now I'm from Missouri, so I like to wade into things to just say, you know what? Go up to Grant City and try to get my buddy Ben Applenap to sign a petition because he ain't going to want to sign something. The well, suburb people sign anything. But, but yeah, will folks amazing. in Southeast Missouri, I don't think they will. Yeah, it's amazing to me how many people will just sign something by with somebody that they don't know. Well, we already about. go to Dexter sometimes because uh, yeah. ain't nobody so, in Dexter looking to sign stuff. <laughs> um, so there are two kinds of IP reform. There is yep. the IP reform that uh, addresses the signature gathering. And then there is the IP, and, and we're past being able to do that uh, as far as having an effect of that in uh, in the 2024 election cycle. Because once uh, the petitioner gatherers get the opportunity to sign the petition, then um, we can't change the law. Like the charter school but, people finally back down, and they're willing to let it go to a certain form of it, I guess. Um, it, 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 is, it, it just feels like, in my gut, it should be harder to change the Constitution. A statute, it kind of feels like the current system probably is tough enough to change a statute. And if the legislature wants to, they'll just go change it again. And they have in the past. The constitutional part, in my gut, just kind of feels like it ought to be tougher. Um, and that's the second part of the IP reform uh, the, that we're working on and, and that we worked on uh, last session. And uh, it didn't go where, anywhere because some lobbyist groups wanted a lower percentage uh, and they wanted just a percentage. We want the percentage, uh, 50.01, if they want to go to 53 or 54, that's great. But it has to also include uh, the second uh, part uh, prong that would say that uh, not only do you get 50.01%, but you've got to get 50.01% in uh, five out of the eight congressional districts, because that gives everybody across the state of Missouri the opportunity to have a voice in when our Missouri constitution is changed. We're all going to have to live by it. So we all should have the ability to have a voice in that. So, and, and if you look at the U.S. Constitution and how it's changed, uh, it's got two prongs. Uh, it's got a majority, sure. and then it's got, um, you know, the uh, two-thirds. Or uh, I have to look at the. You know, it just feels day. like it is. Um, it feels like the statutory part feels about tough enough, right? It just sort of feels like the Constitution part. It wouldn't hurt much to be a little tougher. You know what I mean? And uh, I get what you're saying. The, the math on that is it can make my eyes swim just a little bit. But I, I do I do see your point. Well, uh, and that needs to be on the August 2024 ballot. I mean, if, if we're going to affect the November 2024 with the petitions, we need the uh, how Missouri's uh, constitution could be changed. On but the I mean, is, it, is that realistic at this point? I mean, um, aren't well, you having to prepare right now in your office to fight this fight under the current rules? We are, yeah. but we also want to fight it. Um, sure, you want the, a, you want, you want the best battlefield you can have, just like that's right. Just like a pro-choice person would. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But it, um, but I think it just realistically to go through all the court fight and whatever's going to fall out from it, it kind of feels like to me you got to prepare to fight this referendum fight under the current rules. We're doing both. Yeah, we're working to to get uh, IP change on on protecting our constitution. Whether you're protecting the pro-life laws or whether you're just protecting no. the constitution, you're talking about getting everybody on board, right? And that's kind of part of getting organized now behind J. Ashcroft and all that. 
you mentioned a, a candidate you couldn't support because he had supported some of the stem cell stuff, I guess, back in the day, some of the folks. Well, it's always been interesting to me. The same p- folks that did the stem cell stuff are behind the charter school stuff. But don't really, they're also the main folks that train abortion doctors. But I don't hear you holding that against another candidate. What's the difference? We are looking at the the, the initiative petitions and coalescing everybody behind a candidate to move forward. So that we have some a, very wealthy people in St. Louis that are all probably big donors to one private school that are really your problem. And they're really the problem of football players and cheerleaders are going to start playing this August. And they're the people that they're pushing the stem cell stuff. And look, they think they're doing the right thing. But most Missourians probably like, hmm, that's an odd bedfellows to set with. And how do you pick, okay, we're going to hold this vote against somebody for being with that crowd, but not this vote. You're going to have to show me the connection with the pro-life issue with that. We'll get in the truck and go to so, Kip Charter Schools and we'll see whose name's on the wall. But it's the same folks as the Transgender Center, but it's the same folks as stem cells. It's not, it, it, it is it not at the top of the battle. Shield. It is not at the top of the battle mm-hmm. um, in, in this fight that we're doing and what we're looking at. Um, and, and and who's ever at the top in the governor's office is going to have some say-so in some of that. And I think Mike Moon so, put it together better than I could have. Because I was like, now that's an odd group of people here that they're against these people and everything except this. And Mike Moon said it better than I could. He said, can you say campaign contributions? And I was like, well, you know, I'm always slow to just go there. But when when all else logic fails, sometimes you end up there, right? I mean, I, I can't, follow, hear, I can't hear any follow, other good thing. We follow campaign contributions. So, do yeah, you? yeah, we do. It'll be interesting to see the secretary's campaign contributions, if he takes some from that crew. I'm going to have you back on and ask you about it and see if you scolded him. What was it like to call him? He had to feel good. When you call him on the phone and say, we're going to endorse you, he had to be happy. Well, he's he was kind of like kind of like I am as far as leading uh, Missouri Right to Life in that he was humbly uh, grateful, um, you know, and um, and is he, he's just a real person that you can talk to. And I think he and Katie will be great leaders for our state. Yeah, Katie's uh, a, a politician a there probably in reality, right? She's a wonderful person. I mean, so. she's the one that walked in the room and just turned you around. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a, the people I know that are successful in politics, many of them have a common denominator, and it's a wife like that. She will be a great first lady. He will be a great governor. You and I have sat there with each other and watched a lot of people come through there. I've, I've kind of seen, it's almost like Goldilocks, right? I've seen some spouses that are really into it. And I'm like, mm, that may be a little too hot. Then I've seen some spouses that you never see up there when you meet them. They're just like, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? I'm like, that's a little too cold. But but to have a certain person that could keep their perspective in a business where, you know, you flattery is part of it. You work in a big dome building and there's a there's some ego to it. You almost need that supportive partner that's kind of like gold, just right. And I and I, that's always what she kind of has that karma of being just right, of the kind of spouse that probably helps you keep grounded but is committed to what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? I, I, I think a Jamie Schmidt is one that's that's very committed to what Derek does, but also says, well, okay, that's fine with your little speech, but go mow the yard now, right? And that's, <laughs> there, there's a there's a fine line in there that it's a, it's a it, we all, people joke about politicians, but I mean, it's a sacrifice. It's a tough life. It is. And, you know, people I'm sure um, have, I, I know Jay and Katie have prayed 
uh, about getting into the race. And I think that is it is something that uh, they feel strongly about uh, and committing their family to when they when he could be a U.S. senator right now. I mean, I think I think there would not have been a I mean, I don't think there would have been a serious primary against him. I think all the people that that decide that sort of thing had aligned behind and he could have been a U.S. senator if he would have said yes. And he said no. And now that's an interesting dynamic that I think speaks well of him, but it's an interesting dynamic. And I think the two of them, I ask him, and it's, it's like with the campaign contribution thing. I'm like, well, why would you do, what, how, did, how do you benefit Pineville by sticking it to your school? And it's like, well, okay, maybe that is the reason. Maybe you get a contribution. I, they said they prayed about it. And, and I don't know what else it could have been because everybody had lined up and said, you're the guy. And he said, I'm not the guy. And so in that situation, I kind of think maybe it was prayer. You know? Perhaps. I, I, I know that I, I, I know that they are a praying family. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I, I think. You hear that in I, politicians I think, a lot. And you're like, oh, yeah. oh, you want to see more time with your well, family? Yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm not saying but that I others aren't. That. Yeah. But, but I know that they, they are. Some and, people say um, it more credibly than others. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, when you're around these folks, you kind of, I, I believe that. And yeah. I sometimes go like, well, here we go. But, well, and, but he and, says that I know, believe it. Yeah, I do too. Politics, you know, politics is very difficult. Um, but when you look at what we're what we're after and keeping Missouri on track with a, a state, um, you know, that is pro-life, and we're looking at you know policies that are going to uh, basically promote family life, promote uh, life in you know for from the beginning of, of conception. Uh, that uh, and, and not look at human cloning or anything like that. Uh, I think that's a state that Missourians want. Um, we don't want, um, you know, uh, we don't want to bring businesses in that are going to, you know, create uh, mm -hmm. and, and do human cloning. Um, you know, we want uh, we want to be a state that is uh, protecting, uh, you know, the the way creation was meant to be from the beginning, um, and not creating it in an artificial way. So I, I think, you know, from the perspective of that, um, you know, a single endorsement of Jay for governor, I, I think is Missourians, we need to get behind uh, one candidate, not beat each other up, uh, you know, and, and move forward. And, now, you uh, know, and basically, after what I, you just said, <laughs> uh, my phone's going to blow up with people who would say that you have beat a few folks up who... I think I think most people consider pro-life. I know that I consider many state senators pro-life who you've beat up pretty good. Now you're encouraging folks not to beat each other up in the governor's race, but you've well, thrown a few elbows. We well, and, but uh, as we've looked at voting records, public comments, uh, positions, you know, on public policy, um, I I think we can back up anything that we've done. I know we can. Well, I think any politician could be attacked, and it could be somewhat backed up, right? I mean, you. Jay Ashcroft could be attacked and and you could back that up with some stream of logic. It would probably be up to the ear of the listener to whether it was good or not. But I mean, but, you're but saying the, don't throw an elbow. Well, you, but you, but our, you attacks, a few our attacks is are, are should be focused on where they need to be, which is on the Biden administration that's trying to push pro-abortion uh, pro you know, policies again, uh, on us every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, and, a, and a Democrat party in the state of Missouri that will not allow a Democrat to be pro-life uh, and, and get yep. any kind of situation or position uh, out of that. So I, I think uh, that we need to focus on Roy who Roland our become mayor is. of Independence, but I watched Roy Rowland take a lot of grief 
in the legislature for voting pro-life. And I'm like, you know, I, I remember a state that had a Democrat majority of a Bill Kennan, Jeffco, who was pro-life, who had ben a Victor Harris, Callahan. Uh, and, Bill Luke yeah. not, Luke Meyer, or, Go, yeah, Luke Meyer. Yeah, Luke House. Yeah. And then uh, Ted House. You know, those were some big And they represent their constituents. The fact um, is their constituents did. are pro-life. And, they, and pro are, they led the way on the ban on partial birth abortion in 1999 when Missouri uh, led the way on that. Jerry Howard found that his constituents were very pro-life and he was not. But and this he is, was not reelected. This is a different day. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and the Democrat Party is not what it used to be. Uh, and, and they're openly running yeah, uh, pro-abortion now. And here's the thing. So, you know, I was raised a certain way. I think most of the folks in the state, in the outstate Missouri, raised a certain way. But, you know, I, that's they believe they're right. It's not a sinister plot to make money off something. I think they generally think they're right. And it's, it's it, so I guess the way I come to this is, Let's let's pretend, God Lord, I have to I'm gonna have to get in a different mental space. I need a drink for of, of my <laughs> of my uh, United uh, Fiber Diet Coke Yeti. There. Pretend I live in Chesterfield. God, good Lord. Let's say the Lord has cursed me and I have to live in Chesterfield. Um, and I've generally always voted Republican and I'm generally pro-life, but mm, this is pretty pro-life now. And this this thing comes on the ballot, and let's say they do go with a moderate one. Give me the argument against that. On uh, a Democrat, moderate? On your referendum or, that's on the ballot, you're uh, going to make the case against it. Give yeah. me the short case. I happen to run into you. You're you're in a parade, and we're, you're at a festival, and I I generally vote Republican. I'm generally I'm pro-life. I don't want a bunch of abortions, but maybe this law is a little bit out there for me. Uh, I have a wife, a sister, a mother, and they're all a little bit like, oh, that's a little much. What do you say to me? Our laws haven't hurt women. They have helped women. And uh, we're just trying to maintain protection for the unborn baby and protection for the woman. Uh, we're trying to make sure that um, that uh, abortion on demand is not uh, does not come to our state and does not go into our constitution. Uh, we're trying to protect uh, the women who uh, are being misled by the abortion industry. Uh, and we're gonna continue to do that. Uh, we're compassionate to women. We've we've shown that through our alternatives to abortion, support of the alternatives to abortion funding, the Show Me Healthy Babies, uh, any helps that they need. Uh, we're a compassionate state uh, that reaches out, and uh, our pregnancy resource centers are great. Uh, and so we're going to work to to make sure that women have anything they need uh, to choose life for their baby uh, and help support them and their family. Just so we're clear, even in that scenario, I'm not driving one of those go-karts or drinking that awful syrup out of a straw. I just happen to be cursed to live there for a minute in probably like an RV so I can drive away as quickly as possible. But I like it. I like it. Uh, Susan, thank you so much for coming in and joining us. Congratulations on the endorsement. I know that, uh, uh, that's a big deal, uh, to, to come out early behind somebody. And we hope as the campaign unfolds, you'll come back and talk with us here, either on the TV show or here in the studio, or maybe we can just, uh, drink tea or we can set up there and we'll sneak our, well, I sneak a Diet Coke in up yeah. there. You probably follow the rules better than I do. I'm not <laughs> well, much a rule follower. Well, great studio, Scott. You did a great so job. Much. Well, yeah. you, the credit goes to Billy. I appreciate your time and we'll uh, we'll see you Sunday. We have a friend of yours on the show, Andrew Canning's on This Week in Missouri Politics. I uh, He just liked the most, like, you know, you, you really can't ask him a smarter like question because he's just a good dude. And, it, you know, it kind of just kind of comes got that karma being a good guy. Yeah. You don't really come off and like even you just you want to respect him because that's how he comes off. You know, then we're going to have somebody from all three gubernatorial campaigns on.
Uh, and hopefully they'll, they'll all say their piece and fight. It'll be interesting to watch. It will be. Yep. Thank I'll you so much. We will see.